Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on week two of Vision Month, Love People. All right, let's jump in. Vision Month 2020. Five months left in this year that so many people are hoping will pass quickly, but we are excited that it ain't over and we're not done yet. And there's more things to be accomplished. I just want to, that's our taglines for this vision month. It ain't over. We ain't done. Knox burning. So I just want to review real quick. From last week, Isaiah 52 and 6 was a time that is much like the time we're in today. God's people were in bondage. It was a bondage of their own making and their own choices. But God intervened in Isaiah 52, 6, and he said, well, I can just see him just saying, well, it ain't over. My people will know my name at the time that I determine My people will see again who I am. I will tell them I am here and I am ready. We look at Luke 21, 9, and that is the last verse of a lot of verses that talk about what the times will look like in the last days. And in verse 9, it says, There will also be many wars and revolutions on every side with rumors of more wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for these things are bound to happen. But this is not the end, because it ain't over. It's not over. Matthew 24, 13 says, stay with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry, and you'll be saved. All during this time, the good news, the message of the kingdom will be preached All over the world, a witness staked out in every country, and then the end will come. So we're going to stay with it to the end. I love James 1.12, your faith remains strong. Even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. Let me say that again. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. Philippians 1.6, I'm confident that he's going to complete what he has began in us. So it's not over. It ain't over and we ain't done. It ain't over and we ain't done. Believing God for great harvest in the last five months of 2020. We talked in January of this year that if we will raise our level of expectation, God will meet that level of expectation. So many times we see 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, and the Lord just showed me a picture that he wants to give 20 out of 20, but it takes that there has to be an expectation that a 20 is even possible because we limit God with our expectations of him. And so for these next five months, I'm looking for 2020. I'm looking for 20 out of 20. I'm looking for more than I could ever imagine 
or expect or ask. I want him to blow my socks off, and I want to see great things take place and his kingdom be advanced in our community, in our city, in the nation, in the nations of the world. Can you say amen? amen? So to do that, we are trying to stay on point, stay on vision. Last week we talked about love God. Today I want to talk about loving people. You know, it's so difficult when we start looking at our vision statement, love God, love people, live truth, and we start trying to say, what ministry, what element of what we do as a church fits into those categories? Because we want to be intentional. But why it's so difficult is because they all run together. Because loving people is loving God. And loving God is loving people. And all of that is living truth. And so it all just blends together. But we have to be intentional and be on point as a church, as a body, and as a believer to be taking inventory of our lives and making sure that we're being disciples of Jesus Christ, that we're loving God, that we're loving people, and that we're living truth. And so Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 says... Write this, write what you see, write it in big block letter so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming, it can hardly wait, and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait, it's on its way. It will come right on time. And so we want to make the vision simple. We want to make the vision clear. Anybody ever seen a vision statement that it takes 12 minutes to read and four years to remember? And you're already mad at the pastor by the time you remember the vision statement and you're leaving, right? So it's like, man, I never even remembered the vision before I had to change churches, okay? So we want to get the vision to you quick before you get mad at me, all right? So we make it simple so y'all can run a little bit before you go, right? So we make the vision simple. And so love God, love people, live truth. That is our heart. That is our passion to make a vision that you can run with, that you can succeed in. We want to see people accomplish the mandates of God on their life. He made it real simple. In Matthew 22, when they were asking Jesus, they kind of tried to trap him. What's the greatest law? And he said, love God. And the second, as is the first, and love people. All the law is summed up in this. So we think we're pretty on point with our vision to pursue the heart of God and to, and to raise up people to love God and to love people. I'll take this straight off our website, Love People at Redemption Life Church. We believe that the greatest way to bring redemption to broken lives in our families, communities, and the nations is to love them sacrificially love them sacrificially I was thinking uh, about Jesus in Luke is it Luke chapter 4 Luke chapter 4 18 I believe um, Luke chapter 4 yeah verse 18 the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. 
The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring deliverance to the captives. Hannah's got a blanket on. Anybody feel good and cold today? Is it good and cold in here today? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Murphy Brothers Mechanical, coming out this week, getting us hooked care of. Dear friend of ours, Lee Murphy, is pastor over at Daney Baptist Church, and they have a an HVAC company and got us hooked up this week on a short notice, and we're so thankful to get that done. Uh, got it in Friday afternoon. I came in here and set it, turned it down low, and it was cold in less than two hours. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need. This is Jesus talking, saying the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. You know, I was thinking during worship, this ain't in my notes, this is just a little free, that sometimes we say we're not anointed to love people. Like, I don't, I just, I wish I had that gift. I wish I, I wish that God gave me the grace to really be as compassionate, as loving as some other people are. That's just not who I am. You know, I just don't have a special anointing for that. And I just want to say to you, you're not anointed to love people. You love people to be anointed. God's not going to anoint you to love people, he's going to anoint you if you love people. See, Jesus, the spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon him to do all these things because he was the love of God in the flesh. So he was anointed to do great works to redeem his people because he loved those people. And so we want to be anointed, we want to be powerful, we want to be used of God, but the elemental thing is to love people. The basic qualifier is to love people. You don't need to be anointed if you don't love people. There's nothing to do with that anointing. There's nothing to do with that because everything from the kingdom is about God's people being redeemed and restored to their rightful place. He came to seek and save that which was lost from the garden, intimacy with people, restoration in people. And so if we want to be a vessel that God anoints and empowers, then the foundational qualifier is to love people. Colossians 3, 12 through 14, you're always and dearly loved by God, so robe yourself with virtues of God. Since you've been divinely chosen to be holy, be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. Be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must, throw, th- must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. 
Ephesians 2.19, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple of the Lord in whom you also are being built together into the dwelling of God in the spirit. You know, every time we have Vision Month, we have Vision Month twice a year at the beginning of the year and then six months into the year, seven months, whatever, you know, it flows. It does not, our, our semesters go from February to July, August, February to August, you don't know this, and September to December, um, our serve teams go through February, but our life groups, we cut a little short in that second semester for the holidays. But we, we try to have two six-month uh, semesters. We try to rotate our serve teams and our life groups uh, so that you don't say I've been serving in this one role for the last 47 years because they asked me to just go in there one Sunday and then no one ever came in there again. And I've been in there ever since. And so everyone has to either re-sign up or they roll off of serve teams at the end of their six-month time so no one is there unless they want to be there. We don't want people serving if they don't want to serve. We don't want people stuck in serving. This isn't Serve Team Sunday. This isn't Live True Sunday. Let's get back on point. But the point was these vision months we have twice a year, and I always ask the Lord, I know that preaching about loving God, loving people, and living truth two times a year, eight years, you know, now. So that's 16 vision services, right? Vision months. So that's 16 sermons about love God, 16 sermons about live truth, and six, uh, whatever, love people and live truth. <laughs> A lot of sermons, but I always say, God, would you help me to communicate our vision in a different way every time? I don't want to get up here. I remember for like two years in a row, I just pretty much get up, got up and recited the vision. It was really boring. And all the same scriptural context and everything. And I was like, Lord, give me a new vision or a better way to communicate this one. Right? And so I said, Man, please let me find, let me, give me a different way, a fresh way to communicate your heart about loving people. And so that was my same prayer coming into this vision month, but I really can't get away from where we were in January of this year. And so let me take you back there, Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Starting in verse 1. With all the new technology, smartphones, and people don't have, a lot of people don't carry old school Bibles. There's not enough water breaks for speakers at this point. You know, that was our water break. Why you looked in your Bible, that was our water break and collect our thought break, look ahead in our notes break. Y'all just are too fast now. You're like, what? Let's go. 
Now it's like I need a snicker break. I'm going to start bringing a snicker up here. <laughs> and just say, turn your eye. Mm. Okay. Mm. Give me a minute. <laughs> anyway, Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold a rattling and the bones came together bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. When I look out at the body of Christ, I see a lot of dry bones. I see a lot of dry bones that are scattered. It says the bones were scattered across the valley. I think the plan of our adversary is to dismember the body and scatter the bones. And the longer the bones are scattered from the body, the drier they get. And so we've got dry bones laying across our nation and there's no life in them. It's an exceeding great army, but it's hard to tell because right now it just looks like dry bones. But God wants to breathe life into those dry bones. But there's a process. There's a process in getting breathed on. There's a process in becoming an exceeding great army. What's the first thing that happened? The word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came and bones responded. What did the bones do? The bones moved. The bones moved. The bones heard the word of the Lord. They heard the call of the Lord. They heard the instruction of the Lord and the bones left their isolated dry place and they moved themselves closer to the other bones. They connected themselves with one another. 
So the bones heard the word. The word went forth and the bones came together. There was a rattling and the bones came together. And I looked and behold, sinews were on them and flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Sinews is muscle. When the bones came together, strength is restored. When bones are isolated, strength is lost. The bones had to come together for sinews to come upon them. Oh God, why am I weak? Oh God, why don't I have the strength to stand through these times? You need to get your bone, go find another bone and get hooked up. People say, you don't have to go to church to go to heaven. I'm just like, why in the world would you want to? Why would you want to go to heaven without going to church? It's just more church. (laughs) If you hate church, you're going to hate heaven. Strength is restored. You've got no muscle to fight by yourself. A three-stranded cord. My later years of life, I have the hardest time with that. I get two words in my mind and I try to put them together. Stranded cord, I had both words there, so I said, Cranded. Maybe the Lord is calling me to launch something new. Like the whole Gen Z language, you know? Maybe I'm supposed to be a front runner of some new cutting edge thing that's going to reach the world. You got to get cranded, y'all. Huh? Get yourself cranded. You can't be cranded by yourself. That's a stranded cord for some of y'all not as uh, hip people. It's getting harder and harder up here. I know some of y'all are thinking it's because you're wearing that hat. You're blocking the anointing. I know. I know how some of you feel. That's all right. I just want to see if you still love me today. This is, I'm just testing your love of people. Can you, just, can you love a pastor wearing a hat? Can you love him? Got Knox burning on his sign. What is wrong with that guy? <clears throat> Bones got to come together for strength to be restored. And then flesh and skin came on. Skin is the protective layer. You got to respond to the word of the Lord. Get connected and you'll find strength and you'll find protection. Did I ever even tell you that a three cranded <laughs> Did I even ever get that out? A three-stranded cord is not easily broken? Yes. Shoo. 
strength, protection. One can put 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. There is strength and protection in coming together as the body. There is death and dryness when we're isolated in individualism. And I, this isn't railing against virtual church. I'm not talking about that at all. I've been clear from the beginning. I honor men of God who have made the decision that that's the route they need to go. We've made that decision multiple times. We've just decided that's not our decision anymore. I changed up my mind. That happens. But where's I even going with that? Got to connect. <laughs> Got to connect. I'm just saying, when I'm saying coming together, <laughs> when I'm saying coming together, some of you may think I'm talking about in this building, even though that's part of it. I don't care how you come together. You know what I mean. You can actually come in this building every week and never let your bone touch another bone. That's true. That's true. You ain't got no muscle on it and no skin on it, but you'll try to put some fake stuff on it so nobody knows it's dry. Nobody knows you don't have anything going on on it, and you'll hide it away. And so I don't, I'm not talking about religious duties and what looks good and what looks right. I'm talking about really saying, here I am. I'm dry. I'm desperate. I'm nothing but bones. Can somebody love me? Can somebody hook up with me? Is there a family that will take me in and help me find strength and find protection and find covering and help me be who God's called me to be? Because right now, I just feel like bones. So don't get confused and think I got an agenda about whether, how, and when we meet. The enemy would love for you to get distracted by that and forget the point, the real point, that I was telling you you need to connect. You need to open yourself up and you need to be transparent. You need to be real. And then, and only then, did the breath come in. Then and only then did the breath come in. What would the point have been on breathing on the bones? Some people are like, man, we want revival. You ain't nothing but a dry bone. I breathe on you, all you're going to be is a less dusty bone. If you take yourself and hook yourself up with somebody else and you'd gain strength and you'd gain protection, then I could breathe on you because then you'd be a vessel that was actually possible and able to be anointed to go out and do the things that I breathe on you to do. Yes. Anyway. I got to move on, but Acts 2 and 4. 2, 1 through 4 is... Uh, a story of the day of Pentecost. And I'm not going to read that whole story. Let me just quickly say, you guys already know this, but there was a sound as a rushing mighty wind that filled the house where they were. After 
they were in one accord. After they were connected. It didn't come before that. It came after they tarried, they connected, they grew together, there was strength, and then he breathed. Let's row, to, row that beautiful bean footage. Since we've been here, I mean, it's been a year, amazingly already. Um, you know, God's just building my faith just in the things he's done just in 2020. People think it's a, it's a crazy, which it is a crazy year, but amazing. So that's, that's my biggest thing. Just my faith has been growing more and more and more. Um, been in church my whole life, but uh, I can really see just a big difference this year only. Uh, I mean, alone, so. Is that good, guys? I can also see a difference. So coming here and, and you know, and sitting down with Pastor Michael one-on-one um, at uh, some wing place, really good place, um, and just sharing my heart and, and how um, just to be able to talk to him so easy, I'm like, well, this guy I want to be under uh, because he, he gets it. And, uh, and me and him are very similar in a, in a way of just being an open book. And so um, my faith has grown so much because I've seen what, how things are coming to place. You have to surround yourself like that. And so, which for me was awesome to hear that, you know, I let him say it. Who, so who'd you say who the most impactful person was who? Chloe and him. So for me, I'm like, that's attached to this church, obviously. And so just that alone was okay. Now God is even, you know, using Chloe and Hannah and uh, I'll throw Paul in there too. Uh, that's even impacting my girls' lives. So it's just, um, it's very different here, I think, than, than any other church that I've been in. It's very, um, family oriented which is good for us i mean we we have five kids so um the kids love pastor paul, pastor paul yeah they have they've warmed they've really warmed to that whole um team of you know youth leaders um this is and you know I, we have five kids our youngest we have a set of triplets that are 12. this is the first time they've been exposed to church yeah. So uh, for them to go to the student ministries and then come home and be like, we can't wait. We want to go there every day. That's what they all said. Um, we want to go there every day. I was like, this is great, you know. And so, um, yeah, I think I just feel really comfortable here, you know. Uh, okay. We came to Redemption, the Beans. Our cousins are the Beans. So his cousin, Jeremy Bean. Um their church, their small church had closed down yes. and um, they had searched for a church and they came to Redemption. Uh, Jahan and Jennifer were very good friends. And it was Thanksgiving two years ago. This will be our third year. Yes, it was. Third year. So two years ago on Thanksgiving, we went to the Thanksgiving dinner and that was where we were introduced. We, we loved the people. 
and enjoyed the togetherness, the doing things together as a faith family. And so Thanksgiving was it. We went to church that Sunday and that was it. I come and dance and worship every week. <laughs> How's that feel, Paul? Is that awkward when they talk about you on the video? You love it? <laughs> it's awkward for me. He loves it. Chloe, you love it? Yeah, she loves it, too. She's like, yeah, I mean, that's who I am. I mean, you know, like, uh, I'm amazing. Hannah, you like it, too? <clears throat> Something that I think is absolutely um, priceless priceless. You can teach, um, you can teach how to do ministry well. You can teach, um, a lot of things. You can train on a lot of things. You can learn to do things successfully. What you can't really teach people is to love people. And I love that our staff, I feel like um, we had a lot of people with young people. We didn't, I don't know if we interviewed anybody with small children, but I know all of our staff love people well. And that's something that we've always desired is to have staff that, first of all, love people and then love serving more than a title or any other thing. And I think these are such a testament to our staff and team and leaders, the impact that you guys are, are making. See like how hard it is? I mean, all of that would be great next week on serve team saying, look at the impact you can make, but it all just so intertwines together. So people were serving, but they were loving. And it's impacted people's lives. My kids want to go there every day. That's awesome. My kids have been greatly impacted this year. That's awesome. And Michael went and ate wings with me. That's awesome. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I also love these clips because the Millers uh, are talking about the Thanksgiving dinner. And, and Stephen's talking about me and him going and eating wings together and just talking and being open, and you know, it's deeply spiritual. In the book of Acts, one of the manifestations, if you want to call it a manifestation, but that's why I don't really like to be called Pentecostal because I don't want to just recreate one day. I want to recreate a few days later when they were all eating each other home in each other's homes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Pentecostal. You know, sometimes, literally, some of the most, least loving people can be people that are really proud of their spiritual gifts. And it's like, how did, I just want to ask them, how did you get those? You know what I mean? Like, don't you, you got to love people for those, right? Uh, but God sees people different than I see people, right? He sees gold in people sometimes, and I don't see it. But I love how spiritual it is to share meals together and to eat together 
I love that about our life groups. Many times there's food involved. Any life group that I'm a part of, there's food involved. <laughs> the rest of them, I'm not sure about. But um, I, I do have some appointments open this week. If someone would like to do wings, just let me know. You know, the buffet is back open at Wild Wing Cafe, Unlimited. I hit it this week. It's good, all right? But I love just how much people experience the love of God through the people in this body. What a testimony the Millers came to a Thanksgiving dinner and came back the next Sunday and have been here ever since. A Thanksgiving dinner. A Thanksgiving dinner. And you could do a Thanksgiving dinner without loving people, but that wouldn't have made them come the next Sunday. What I love is you guys don't just do Thanksgiving dinner. We do Thanksgiving dinner because we love people and we love getting together and it's contagious. And I love that. You can't buy that. You can't bottle that up. It is just who you are and who we are. And I love that. You know, I, um, I have went through many journeys in my walk um, being raised in, a, in this church, not in a, in this church, in a spirit-filled church and seeing powerful people. And I've, I talked about this, I think, some last week, but always aspiring to be powerful and anointed and gifted. Those are good things to want and to desire. One thing that I discounted in my life while I was looking for powerful things is that I love people well, and I'm very tender-hearted. And that was never the biggest plus, but I'm seeing how as anointed as we can be and as awesome as worship can be and how powerful this can be as a, as a body, what really is impacting people's life here is how well we love them, Period. And so we had to love people well. Can you just go ahead and roll those uh, next two videos together? I'm gonna. We gotta. We gotta cut it. So my name is Darling Bolding, and I have known Jahan and Michael through family and through faith for so long that I don't even remember where it really started. It just feels like I've always known them and been around them in different situations. But about a year and a half ago, um, I just found my plate, myself in a, a really difficult place, the most difficult place I'd ever been in personally. And so I just needed a respite, just a place where I could just be in the presence of God with people I loved and worship. But the main thing that I would say that I've enjoyed here is the feeling of family and acceptance and inclusion and just um, the opportunity to have a platform to be known and to share who you are and uh, express the gifts that you have within you with others. I feel like God has carried me through the difficult season I was in. Like the season I was in, it was like, I would never have believed in a million years to be in this situation if you had told me. But just to be on, like, it was the most challenging. And because of the warmth and love 
that I felt here. Um, I just needed a place where I could be healed. And they loved me so well and incorporated me into their family that it provided grace for healing through that season and it lasted for months. So, so just coming here and being loved and received and celebrated, not that I needed to be celebrated, just for me, it was like exactly what I needed. Yeah. I got to meet the Coxes and um, to know their heart, but I was looking through some notes um, this past week and what the Lord also really showed me during that time, just during quarantine through a bunch of different ways, but one of them um, was just that I'm known. I felt like um, I got to come into a community and instead of kind of like dipping and, you know, taking six months to adjust or doing things to try things out, um, that my heart got to be seen and known um, and what I can offer got to be seen and known. I got to meet the Foxes. Oh, feels so good. Matthew thirteen forty four says, Heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Now, many people interpret this that God is the treasure in the field, but we, we've never given all that we have to be able to have him. He's given all he has to be able to have us. We're the treasure in the field. It's been my prayer for years now is to see the gold in people and to steward that gold, that treasure well. It's such a beautiful thing when people say that they're known here. People say that they're known, they're seen, and what they have and who they are is empowered and given a place. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. I am... Um, today... Two people up on the stage, unscheduled. Emily Wesmet, what a gift to our body Emily Wesmet is. What a, what a precious young lady. She comes up and says, can I share something? To, she doesn't even say that. She never even asked that way. She's like, I'm seeing this, just wanted you to know, and whatever you want to do with it, it's awesome. And I say, will you share that? And Miss Darlene comes up to me. I really feel just led to do this prayer. If it bears witness with you, if not. And she didn't just say, if not, like, if not, fine, but I'll really be upset. When Darlene says, if not, she is the, one of the most humble people that I know. Emily as well. Emily, there's times I've told Emily, I don't think so right now, right? 
or I'll, I'll share it or whatever, but I felt genuine love from Darlene. And I know that if I said, man, I just, I'm just not feeling that right now. I don't think it's time. She would never said a word. But that's who they are, and that's what's in them. But how amazing is it? It's not just the pastor that allows that. You guys allow that. You receive the gifts in people here well. You receive them. I mean, look at Logan. He came here a year ago. Year, even? Not yet? Not yet a year? A year today? Just correct me right here, and I was right. Nana, na boo boo. Don't help him, Mom. He don't need that nurturer right now. He's getting a dad right now. Don't you? Don't get between me and him right now. But what a gift to our body that these folks are. So many, so many. Uh, and you guys just receive people so well. There's no games here like, who's that? Why do they get to be there? Why are they on the stage? Why are they, you know, blah, blah, blah. You guys are just like, man, they're awesome. God's using them, speaking to them. I'm going to get some. That's how we got to be. People be known and heard. You know, I, I, I thought Darlene... Darlene's just, I don't mean to keep talking about Darlene, but this is where I want to land today. Darlene is just a, she's just a Jesus freak. You know what I mean? She's just wildly prophetic, you know, and stuff I don't even understand, you know, sometimes. She's just, I, just for years, I've just admired her just freedom, you know. And so when Darlene came here, I didn't even know all this story. Some of it I didn't even know till watching her video. And um, I just assumed Darlene came here because Jahan's crazy like Darlene. You know, so she just came here to experience crazy worship, you know, because we're crazy worshipers and so in, in a prophetic culture and loved it. And so if, you had, if, I had to, if I had to answer why does Darlene Bolding come to our church, I would have said she's a crazy worshiper, loves the prophetic, loves the vibe and the culture at our church. That's what I would have said. That's not what Darlene said. Not in a million years would I have said Darlene comes to church here because of interconnections with people and how much love and embrace she's felt with people here. I don't even know she needs love and embrace. I mean, she don't need any of that. She just needs prophetic words spoken, you know, or something. But we all need it. And it surpasses all these other things. 1 Corinthians 13 says it so well. You can prophesy. You can do all kinds of things, but if you don't have love, you're just a clanging symbol. We can get pride in all kinds of things, but if we don't love people... We're just not doing anything. We sound like the teacher in Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. And what we're saying is not communicating, and nobody's receiving it. But we think we're anointed and we're gifted. We never would have guessed that it was, I needed healing, 
and I came here and felt love and acceptance and embrace, and I found a family that has helped me find grace and find healing. What a powerful thing. There's so many things that take place in this body that I don't even know about because you love people well. I constantly hear about people sharing meals together, people having gatherings at their home, all kinds of things that I don't even know about, and I love it. It's amazing, the connections that take place. It doesn't have to be structured. It doesn't have to be uh, we're doing this for people to feel like they need to reach out to each other. You guys do it organically, and it's awesome. And some of you are a little resistant to it, so we help you. So we have some organized, structured things for you to just put your toes in the water. I think Jessica said, um, I didn't have to dip in, you know, and so, and she just jumped right in. It's amazing. I did, she, she came during our, um, during when we were having services online down at the coffee shop. I had never even met Jessica. I think she came a couple times before it. And then I go in one Sunday morning to service down there, and there's this amazing breakfast spread out on the tables. And Johan's like, yeah, Jessica brought that. And I'm like, who's Jessica? <laughs> and she brought a massive breakfast every Sunday during uh, while we were doing online services and had been here just a couple of weeks. And just felt like God was just leading her to do that. And I was like, I love Jessica Counts. <laughs> She's awesome. And, and I just love it. I just love it. And everybody has that gold in them. Will they let down their guard enough to be seen? And will we take enough time to look? Will we get close enough? Will we get connected enough to look? I'm just challenging you, encouraging you, provoking you. If it's not natural for you, if you're an introvert, I don't even like that language. I used to say it all the time. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. I ain't going to curse myself. I'm made for connection, right? Do I enjoy alone time? Yes, I do. <laughs> but I'm not going to say I'm an introvert. But for those of you that it's not as comfortable as others, we're going to give you some entrance levels. Some of these life groups are once a month, okay? Iron Man is once a month. If you're a man, come on, once a month. Ladies is once a month. Some of them are once a week. Crocheting, I think they do it once a week. They would do it four times a week if we would <laughs> promote it. I think they've got a non-licensed group they do on the other day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lisa would do them like four days a week. But put yourself out there. I'm just challenging you. I mean, uh, our whole culture is not this hierarchical culture for a reason, to lower the bar of entry, and it's just religious bull. But it's not a hierarchical thing like I'm the man of God, everyone listens to what I say, and that's all that counts in the world. 
It's not that. At the same time, I think sometimes we throw out any value to leaders that have something to say as trying to be not religious and not hierarchical. For some reason, you choose to come here. For some reason, God's placed me as a pastor, so let me speak as a pastor today. I love you. I care about you. And some of you are dry. And there's no amount of worship, no amount of our amazing culture that's going to change your situation if you continue to refuse to connect to people. I want you to keep coming. And I know God will break through and he'll show you a part of himself that makes you desire to be with people because that's in him. All of that's in him. Relationship is all in him. So keep coming, keep experiencing it. But at the end of the day, there's still a protocol to get the breath. And you still got to go through the bones coming to bones. So we just want to help you in that process. Man, I never see a church put so much weight on the life group or something. It's part of our vision. We're not here to play church. We're here to accomplish our vision and our mission. And so this is it. So, of course, we're going to put emphasis on it. We love you. I bless you. Prayer team, will you come down to the front? Some of you are probably life group leaders, and you're going to have to do dual enrollment. Everybody stand up with us, and I'll let you go today. Let you go. You can have left where you want to. I'll go today. What an amazing day today. Eternities have shifted today in this room. I know that by the Spirit. That's so exciting, so refreshing. I just want to always want an opportunity for people to receive prayer. Some people say, man, you don't put enough emphasis on it. You need to have an altar call, all those things, and sometimes... We do. Sometimes that's appropriate. Sometimes the word's enough. The altar call today is to put your name on a piece of paper outside. That's our altar call. That's our challenge. That's how you respond to the word of God today is to submit yourself to a process of being connected. But if anyone needs prayer for any reason today, want agreement for anything in your life, these prayer team members are up here. Please come find them as people are leaving or whatever. They're going to be here, and they'll pray with you. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. Oh, I love to worship you by myself. I love to worship you in my car. I love to worship you in my room, at my house, in the shower, wherever. I love to fellowship with you and commune with you, but what a great privilege it is to be able to worship you with a body of believers, like-minded, like-spirited. God, it is such a, an intangible, just, I mean, crazy, awesome gift that we're thankful for. Thankful for these people. I thank you for them. Lord, I bless them in Jesus' name. 
Raise your countenance upon them. Let your face shine on them. Bless them and keep them. God, empower them right now to respond to your word. Let their spirit be willing right now and let it overcome the weakness of their flesh and their fear. In Jesus' name, can you say, so be it? Amen, amen. Prayer team is here. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.